Gaming Show. This is your host, Alfred, from Tampus to Canton. And we are going to do a quick and dirty early line show. Happy Halloween to everyone listening. We've got a couple of festivities over here, but still wanted to get you a couple of interesting lines as they are being released here on this Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> so the first thing I want to bring up is uh, a look ahead that I jumped on. I write an article every week, so it's kind of shouting out to that. There were two that I was interested in. One was Alabama getting 12 and a half or laying 12 and a half at LSU. I had heard some chatter that that some people's power rankings had that closer to six or seven. Um, I thought maybe after this week's games, it would reopen lower. It's back at 12 and a half. So uh, public money, you know, may come in on Alabama, although it seems to me that the sharp side might be LSU from some of the early chatter that I have uh, been listening to. One other one that worked out in our favor, if you had listened to the look ahead, was Tennessee at UGA last week opened with a look ahead plus 11 and a half if you got it. Um, for Tennessee catching a full 11 and a half. It now reopened at nine and a half and has already been down to nine. I definitely think Tennessee uh, is going to be pretty popular because Georgia took care of business, technically did not cover against a bad Florida team that's been it through a few picks. They didn't look great. You know, Florida looked terrible. Their offense, for the most part, couldn't get anything going. But I just don't think Georgia really stepped on them the way that, that people wanted to see from a national championship contender. Uh, of course, there's this element of the new kid in town, Tennessee. People are going to want to kind of will that to victory. I think they're going to be very popular. That may keep going down. Uh, if you wanted to catch Tennessee and points, that may not last. So other than that, there wasn't a ton of things I saw right away that was jumped out at me on the early lines or the look ahead. This is now the early lines. And Buffalo is a two and a half point favorite at Ohio. I would tr- I would tend to like Buffalo, uh, although you know I think any game's a letdown spot. I don't love that team as a whole, but they've been hot. They're undefeated in MAC play, um, and have a set had their sights set on a MAC championship. The target is definitely on their back. Will they be able to win this one on the road? Probably. I mean, the team they're a better team I think than Ohio, who's not super impressive, but um, not something I'm want to jump on you know, right away without digging deeper into the numbers. App State at Coastal Carolina is now a pick em. Uh Oregon State at Washington is Washington is it favored by four. Uh, this one's tough. On the surface, I kind of would like Washington or Oregon State plus four. You know, that's really not too bad at all. But it is at Washington where they do play better. Uh, their defense plays a whole lot better uh, at home. And so, you know, those Washington State and Washington both seem to play a lot better at home. Oregon State is extremely good at home. And really, their defense especially lets it go a little bit on the road there. So I think um, not really that interested given the fact that it's at Washington uh, on either side there. Air Force minus six and a half at Army. Got your service academy game. Usually you're going to want to look at the under there, but that is not released yet. Florida at Texas A&M, minus three and a half for the Aggies in College Station. Ah, man, I do not know what to do. I mean, Florida's my team. I don't know what to do with them. If they played as 
good as they did against Georgia, I think they could beat Texas A&M. You know, their defense did stiffen from time to time. They got two picks off of Stetson Bennett. It's going to be a freshman QB for Texas A&M. But at the same time, Florida's defense at times looks like they just cannot stop anything at all. And um, it, I think they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Neither of these teams are very good. If anything, I, I think you do figure it's going to be pretty close and sloppy. So three and a hook for UF seems good. But I probably can't touch this game right now. Texas laying one at Kansas State. Man, that's a tough one too. Kansas State probably still getting a little bit of, you know, iffy vibes. People are like, they're still in their backup quarterback because Adrian Martinez is going to play. But does that really matter? I mean, Will Howard was fantastic against an admittedly bad defense in Oklahoma State. But they just destroyed a decent Oklahoma State team, like 48 to nothing. Um, you know, this one, it's just pick them who's going to win. It's only a one point spread. Kansas State at home, going to be tough out. I mean, really tough out. And, you know, you also have it's a nooner. So there's not that night game aspect in Manhattan, Kansas. But you got Quinn Ewers, who's looked a little shaky. And, you know, Kansas State causes a lot of issues for opposing offenses. Is he going to rise to the occasion? If anything, I would say Kansas State at some plus money feels pretty good. Um, I, you know, I don't really know why you would take Texas here unless you were getting some kind of value. Now, if this line flips, Texas ended up get, getting on the plus side. Then, you know, I could think about it, but I definitely don't want them uh, without even getting value at Kansas State. You've got Baylor at Oklahoma. Oklahoma laying three and a half at home. Another team, like, what the heck? They just looked great defensively this past week. But is that going to hold up? And if anything, I, I would imagine I'm taking Baylor here, but nothing as of this time. Hughes is was uh, really just dropped at minus one and a half. I think it was like plus one on the look ahead or something like that. And it's opened minus one and a half. That has been bet immediately. I mean, within an hour to Q's plus three. They are now three-point dog here uh, at Pittsburgh. I'm siding with the orange here. Yes, they had a letdown. They've lost back-to-back -back at Clemson and then got kind of beat up against Notre Dame. But their defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Pittsburgh's quarterback, Keaton Slovis, who just melts. I mean, Slovis just melts. He, he Against a horrible UNC team last weekend, uh, he was like, it's like 14 of 27. He, he completed less than 50% of his passes. I think Q's defense is going to let him melt. Now, the only question you have to ask here is more of a situational one. Is Q's going to kind of pick themselves up, rally, and play their best game at Pittsburgh? Or is this going to be, you know, let down two losses and are they feeling sorry for themselves? Um, they may have a spark plug in Carlos Rio Wilson, transfer from Florida, who's probably going to start this game. Garrett Schrader left and was injured. I watched that Q's Notre Dame game. And uh, I liked what I saw from Del Rio Wilson. I, I'm not, you know, Schrader's not a good passer. He does bring you an element with his legs, but so did Del Rio Wilson. I'm not sure there's a tremendous drop-off, to be honest. Now, maybe it was those first game, you know, kind of luck, uh, lucky first-timer, and when a team can prepare with him. But I thought Del Rio Wilson looked actually quite good. I am not intimidated. I'm, I'm definitely interested in plus-three value. Um, and if that's, it was, it's already just been bet way up. If that keeps, I may just hold on, see if it keeps going. Uh, people just assuming, oh, backup quarterback. But 
I think Q's defense is going to create a lot of problems for Slovis, and uh, I don't think Del Rio Wilson's that much of a drop-off. We have Texas Tech at TCU, TCU laying nine and a half, and probably going to get another backup. Was I think Baron Morton got injured for Texas Tech last week. I'm not sure. We'll have to check in on some injury news there, but um, TCU, they covered again at West Virginia which my initial move last week was, hey, at West Virginia, this is the time you're going to catch them. And then I looked, and honestly, West Virginia over the last few years, not that much of a home field advantage. So I didn't end up betting it because I was like, well, the whole point was at West Virginia. That didn't seem to really matter. So I didn't touch it, and they did cover. Eventually, they're not going to cover, right? But are you just you know playing roulette there? I'm not sure. Would have to be comfortable with the Texas Tech starting QB but if it's not Morton, I think Tyler Shuck is back. And Tyler Shuck was the original starting QB. I don't mind him too much either. So now that they have Shuck as an option, their QB situation may not matter too much. Um, and Morton may not even be injured. I'd have to double check that. But I lean Texas Tech here, get nine and a half. That feels pretty good. Um, Clemson minus three and a half at Notre Dame. I would probably take Clemson to cover that, to be honest, right away. Um, and then you have, we talked about Bama, Auburn at Mississippi State, minus 11 and a half. Probably lean Mississippi State there. I think Auburn on the road is going to be a mess. Um, they don't really travel well, at least not this year. And this feels just like a game they're not going to, they may not just bring their best game. A uh, little just conjecture there. Ball State at Kent State, minus five and a half. I really like this line actually, under seven. Uh, Connor Schlee is is the question mark is he going to play and that really does matter for kent state so keep your eyes and ears uh out for kent state's qb situation um we have another qb situation that's uab who i initially like quite a bit getting uh plus one at home against utsa but if they aren't playing you know jacob zeno played this past weekend he is really bad if they don't have their normal qb dylan hopkins i think i would just stay away from this but if we get news that hopkins will be back and zeno's not playing for uab i really like uab to stop the uh, undefeated season in the mac or in the uh, conference usa for utsa at home that's going to be a beast of a game then you have western michigan at bowling green minus one these are, you know, this is kind of a dumpster dive uh, exercise on these teams, but I, I would maybe lean Bowling Green. They can create some havoc on defense, um, and Western Michigan is just not anywhere near what they were the last few years with new quarterbacks coming in and out. I think they're maybe starting a true freshman. So I kind of like Bowling Green at home to cause some problems there and cover just a one-point spread. Well, that will do it for me today. These are your early lines. There will be more coming out, but as of right now, that's all I could get my hands on of note. Oh, new one just dropped. We're going to have to throw this in here. Florida State minus seven and a half at Miami. Oof, rivalry game. Both of these, you know, Florida State coming off a big win against a really not good Georgia Tech team, but it's a rivalry game. Is Miami going to play this one close? I would... Man, Miami's just not good, though, either. Ah, at home, they don't really have much of a home field advantage. Over a touchdown, though, I, I would be leaning Miami there, but nothing uh, nothing imminent. Here's an interesting one. North Carolina State with MJ Morris at the helm, who lit up Virginia Tech over the weekend 
true freshman quarterback, but looks really good catching three here at home against Wake Forest. I'd be interested in that. Um, I think that team could really show some spunk at the end of the year with MJ Morris. We really like him here at Campus to Canton. He's got a real cannon. He can run a little bit. I think he's going to be uh, that that market, you know, may not adjust too much for MJ Morris yet. He just came in, had a great game uh, last week, but they may still be kind of thinking about Jack Chambers. And, you know, I think there's a potential value there. Like no one knows how much better Morris is or could he crumble as a true freshman? But I would back him. I think I would have no problem backing MJ Morris there. And Memphis is at home catching five and a half against UCF. That'd be a tough. It'd be tough to fade UCF right there. They're playing some good ball. They got their sights set on a conference championship. I believe they're still in the running. Purdue minus four and a half at home versus Iowa just dropped. I don't know. I don't think you can really do that with Iowa. Iowa's just so. I don't bet them. That's just. I don't know what to say. Tulane minus seven at Tulsa coming in. North Carolina minus, minus nine and a half at Virginia. I'd have to lean UNC to cover there, but with that defense, which granted the defense is playing a little bit better. Yeah, they they have, I think, corrected some things that were, you know, Appalachian State put up like 63 on them earlier in the season or 62 uh, in a wild shootout game. That defense has kind of come together the last few weeks. I still don't think they're great, but they've kind of come together a little bit. Virginia's just bad. I don't think they can challenge much of anything. Um, their offense is just bland. It's not going to be explosive regardless of the defense. Um, they can't lean on a run game, really. I would lean North Carolina there, but um, nothing imminent for me. I think that's about all the big ones here. All right, that'll do it for your early lines. Stick with us. Visit campuscanta.com. Thanks for joining.